everyone. I'm Julie Gunlock, host of the Bespoke Parenting Podcast. For those new to the program, this podcast is focused on how parents should custom tailor their parenting style to fit what's best for their families, themselves, and most importantly, their kids. Okay, folks, for uh, all of you Yellowstone fans out there today, I have a treat for you. No, no, I'm not interviewing the lovable yet psychotic Beth Dutton. Um, instead, I have someone much better. Today, I'm talking to Kathy Holman, better known as Prairie Wife. Hey, Kathy. Good morning. Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited to chat with you. I am so excited you're here. Um, and before I give your intro, I do have to tell people it's so exciting to actually see. Okay. My dog, can you hear the bells? I actually have to get up and let my dog know. <laughs> if there's one thing I can relate to, it's that. I have the Christmas bells on my door, so you might have heard that too. Um, before I get to your bio, I do want to say it's really exciting because I feel like we've known each other for years. I feel like we're good friends. I've never met you in person. And no. We actually got to know each other through Twitter, and I've been following you for a lot of years. Um, but it is really exciting. This is actually the first time that we've, we've seen each other face to face. I am so excited for this conversation. I have no idea where it's going to end up going, but it's going to be good. <laughs> um, it will almost be as good as an episode of Yellowstone, right? Yes, okay. but a little yeah. less alcohol, and I do not think guns will be involved. And we're both wearing turtlenecks, unlike Beth, who's <laughs> never worn a turtleneck. Okay, so... Uh, Kathy is better known as Prairie Wife. She is a city girl gone country. I love this. All for the love of a cowboy. Uh, she began prairiewifeinheels.com. Make sure you go there and check it out in 2013 to spread her message of living a life of grit and grace. I love that. Uh, on her website, she sh shares stories of her joyful, chaotic life in the Wyoming prairie. She includes very honest and very funny posts about creating a life you love uh, on parenting. Uh, she talks about parenting her five children, um, and she gives some behind-the-scenes looks at brand development. But mostly, um, Kathy is so stylish, but she's very relatable. That's why I like her website and love following her on all social media channels. So again, Kathy, welcome, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I am absolutely thrilled to be sharing a little bit of my Wyoming life with you and all your listeners. <laughs> Well, listen, you know, this is a podcast about doing your best and not listening to all the negative messages out there about how you have to, you have, you're, oh my gosh, your children, they don't eat their vegetables on the dinner plate or, oh my gosh, you actually fed them a frozen pizza. So this is sort of a podcast saying like, look, get through the day, get through the day Preach. and do it the, do it the way that's best for you. And I know that's, that's similar to your message. Um, but I do like to ask people, and, you know, you may not have a style. I sort of combine a couple, but a couple of different parenting styles. But if you were to characterize your parenting style, and I ask this of all parents who come on, what would that be? I think that the one that would be most associated with how my husband and I raise our children is free range parenting. Love it. Love, that's me. Yeah. That's me. And then <laughs> if there was a if there was a parenting style called yelling. I would have to add that in. I I'm going to have to agree with that just because there's five of them. So they scatter into yes. like different directions. So I have to yell in order, you know, to get the one I need. Right, right, right. All right. So, so let's go back to the beginning. How did you become a city girl in Wyoming? 
So when I was 13 years old, my family who um, I originally grew up in Milwaukee, and my family was very poor. My dad started his own own business and it took decades before it took off. So the one family vacation we ever went on was to Yellowstone for a family reunion. So we were up in Cody, Wyoming, and it was about day two. And I was standing out there in the middle of nowhere, Yellowstone to one side, cliffs on the other. And I just looked at my dad and I said, this is where I want to live. And he patted me on the head and was like, okay, you know, I had never peed outside, had no concept of anything that involves living in Wyoming. We can get to that story later. Um, And so when it came time for college, I paid my own way. Again, my parents didn't have money. So I applied to the University of Wyoming. And because I was paying my way. My parents had to just go with it. So sight unseen, because I didn't have money to travel the campus and visit. I hadn't been back to Wyoming since I was 12. I didn't know anyone. I arrived at the University of Wyoming actually at the age of 17, because I skipped a grade. So I was young. My dad had 24 hours where he could be away from work. So he got me a bank account and gave me a kiss. And I haven't left since other than short visits back home. So I've been here. I'm 40 now. So like, what is the 23 years now I've lived in Wyoming. That is amazing. And honestly, it's interesting that you employ the free range uh, sort of parenting style when in a way you were, you had to, you had to do it on your own. You had to, you were sort of launched at such a young age and we're probably able to take, well, obviously you're able to take care of yourself, but you know, it's interesting because I think kids are not equipped these days and we can get into that, but I just find that connection really interesting. You talk about living, I I mentioned it in your bio, with grace and grit. What does that mean? So that was something and a concept that I slowly developed through the need of just getting up each day and doing all the things. So we've mentioned that I have five kids. There's three boys, two girls, and there's only about two years in between each of them. So uh, toddler to baby, toddler to baby for a decade straight. And during that time, my husband was actually gone five days a week working. It's one of those things. Yeah, that's really normal in Wyoming. We don't have a lot of industry. And so a lot of family members have to travel for long lengths of time, whether it's 10 days on, 10 days off in the oil industry. So um, in that process, when I had my second kid is when he moved me out to what I call the middle of nowhere. For Wyoming, it is definitely not. For the rest of the world, we're 20 minutes from town. We have 10 acres middle of nowhere applies. Wow. Wow. <laughs> um, so just waking up as a city girl and going out pregnant or with a two-year-old and a baby literally strapped to me to go break ice in the winter, to wow. hay the horses, to take care of the chickens, um, a varying number of pigs and cattle, depending on what time. So just learning how to do that and not curl up in a little ball. (laughs) Some of those days is where I came up with that concept of grit and grace. You got to just dig in. You've got to do it, but you have to give grace to yourself on the days that you can't do it as well as you want to. You know, I think about you having a child, you know, I have stair steps too. I, I have three, three boys. And it, it would, I have to say, sometimes I think it would be nice to have a girl, but, but uh, I said that, that I love your, I love your mix. Cause I think that's so lovely to have both. pros and cons to both. Let me tell you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's like, oh yeah, you wish you had a girl. Uh-huh. You know, but it, well, they, they each have their challenges, right? Yeah, absolutely. They, you know, 
And, um, and I'm not sure I would, I would like make it out alive with a, a teenage girl. So maybe God blessed me with just the Boys right. Boys are hormonal too. Oh, like, that's true. Like, I, I mean, honestly, Kathy, we could talk about this the whole time, literally. Cause it is, it is, uh, I, you know, I, I have one tween and then two teens. So I'm at the beginning of it and who it is different, but I want to talk, you know, I think about, and I, I'd like your opinion on this. I think about what women complain about these days. You know, you think about, it's just, it seems like a lot of people spend a lot of time complaining about their lives, about parenting, about the the things that they have to do to get through the day. And then I think about you, your husband's not there and you're having to strap a baby on your chest and put another one probably on the back and go out and, um, you know, it's a very little house in the prairie, you know, put the pitchfork down, put the pitchfork down. That has yes, actually yes, been yes. words that I've had to say. <laughs> yes. I mean, what do you think about our culture today, our culture, our parenting culture today, where there's so much judgment, there's this sort of narrative that it's so hard and mommy you know, needs a glass of wine, right? Yes. Tell culture. me about, tell me about your, how you react to that kind of stuff. So honestly, that's one of the reasons why I started the blog. At the time, my fourth child was nine months old. And in Wyoming, we're isolated. I will literally go two or three days without driving into town, especially now that I'm no longer working, um, because we'll go buy groceries for two weeks at a time. That's just how we roll here. So it's very isolated. And when I began my parenting journey almost 17 years ago, there wasn't FaceTime. There wasn't... Um, You know, Facebook was just starting to be a thing. And so once a week I made the deal, okay, I'm going to go into town and I'm going to go to story time, or I'm going to go to a La Leche League meeting, or I'm going to go to a mops group because I knew I had to make those connections, especially because when we moved to this rural area, I didn't know anyone. And my husband was immediately gone. When I first moved here, I had a three month old and a two year old. Mm. I needed to have that support. And through that support, I found a group of women that were open and honest about the hardships of parenting, but in a way that was supportive, not in a way that was bemoaning, if that makes sense. Um, And anyone that follows my Prairie Wife and Heels blog or any of my social media knows that I am very open and honest about the ups and downs of parenting. But I like to think I do it in a way that's helpful and productive and it gives you permission to have those emotions, but not to wallow in them. And that's where that grit and grace idea comes from, because parenting is freaking hard. And I have five kids and five different personalities. We also have a exchange student from Spain living us with us for a year because why not? So I currently have an 18 year old boy, a 16 year old boy, a 14 year old girl, a 12 year old boy, a nine year old boy and a seven year old girl. Like any, any emotion or stage of puberty that you can, you can have. But um, so there's challenges and there are days like you know, today, I don't know how many times I was like, do you have your shoes in your backpack? Have you fed Uh the dogs? You need to get out to the bus. You have to hay the horses. I'm not driving you to school today. I have a podcast, right? Right, right, right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But you can do it with a sense of humor. And I share in a way that respects my kids, which again, a whole nother conversation being so public about parenting and the struggles of it while respecting your kids' boundaries. But I talk about how my teens, they don't want my help half the time. And I've had to learn to just keep my mouth shut. And you know, my daughter, 
got stood up for a dance 20 minutes before she was supposed to be there. And how do you deal with that as a parent? And what's the right call? How do I teach her to navigate that when she's 13 years old? And I didn't think we had to go through that. So when I do share the hard parts of parenting, I always make sure I share a solution. I share the ending to the story, whatever that looks like. And I think as parents, we get stuck in that, oh, it's miserable. Oh, it's hard. And there are moments of that for sure. But it's balance. It's balance. And you will never see me post the mommy needs a glass of wine because that's not my vibe. If you need a glass of wine to get through every day, if that is the moment you are looking forward to every day, you have responsibility to stop, step back, look at the big picture of your life and figure out what's not working. And this isn't me just, you know, preaching it. I actually just left a month ago, a career that I loved for four and a half years. I had a radio show um, in the big town near me. And it was an amazing way to spread that message of living a life of grit and grace throughout my community. And I walked away from it, not because it wasn't successful, not because it wasn't bringing me amazing opportunities, but because it was taking away too much from my family. I could not maintain that level. You know, it's, it's funny. I am at a point too, where I'm starting to assess the busyness of my life. And actually my career's going really well, just like yours. And it's funny because I, one of, one of, one of the things I do is I host a radio, a morning drive radio show. Um, and the hours are, it's, I'm, exa- I'm really tired. I have to get up really early and, and be in the studio. And, and, that, and it's funny because I, I love that so much. So I'm looking at sort of um, holistically my whole life and, and my career. It's funny. This is like this, this is a podcast through my career. So I'm not going to be like, and I'm going to, you know, and, and I'm going to quit. <laughs> and I never would because I love everything. And I think that's the hard thing. I love everything I do. I am blessed with just such a fun career and I'm doing things that I love. And I too, am in the business of sort of trying to spread messages and help people. And, and I'm not sure help people, but, um, but at least uh, bring stories and and bring people's experiences. You are helping people though. We do help people by sharing stories. And that's the whole philosophy behind what I do at the Prairie Wife brand, whether it's as a speaker at events or when I was doing the radio show or now through, you know, my writing and social media, I always say people are going to leave my space feeling better because either they're going to say, oh my gosh, me too. Or they're going to say, well, I've got it together way better than that chick does. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And by sharing our stories, that's what we do. And, And what I love about what you're doing with this is you're just saying, look, this is here, how one person does take what you need and leave what you don't do what's right for you and your family. And I can tell you, people told me, and this is parenting in a nutshell, they told me and I didn't believe them. They said, your teenagers are going to need you more That's- and, and, and you're going to be busier with teenagers. And that was me with like three kids in diapers. Like right. I had, like, oh, and I'm please. like, Oh, okay. Thanks right. for that. It's true. And that's why I left the radio show. I was getting up in the morning and not seeing them before they left for school. My husband still travels. So my oldest son, while he could totally do it, was responsible for getting everyone on the bus. I didn't like it. I was missing every single volleyball game because of nighttime charity events that were my responsibility as part of the radio station. And my son, my teens, they want to talk at 930 at night. Well, guess who was already in bed? 
right. or didn't have the energy to listen and engage when they were ready for me to be present. And everything was go, go, go. I was doing everything. And was this, and was I this, didn't drop the ball. Was this, was this radio show every day? Mm-hmm. Every weekday. Yep. Yeah, every see, weekday, that's, that's- 6 to 10 a.m. And then I also had to write five articles a week. Oh, and dear. create content. And then there was also every Thursday night, a charity event. And then you have your remotes and you have recording your commercials. So it was supposed to be a part-time job, but I spent 40 to 50 hours a week Mark. on it, depending. And then I was running this brand, prairiewifeandheels.com, creating content daily. I have businesses I have partnerships with. Oh, by the way, I was also emceeing charity events and the traveling to do speaking events. So it everything was getting done. I am, I confidently say that my house was clean. My kids were loved. They were fed. We weren't eating out every night. Cause when you live 20 minutes out of town, you can't, right. um, I was getting everything done, but I was losing the joy. Yes. Yes. And yes. I wasn't okay you know, with it. So it's so interesting too. I, I feel like there's a positive in this story because I think about that. And luckily, and by the way, I'm only on the radio two to three times a week. Oh, so nice. I have the end of my week and I, yeah. and there isn't a, it sounds like your radio job was with the events and, and there was a lot. Yeah. And an hour of travel time every day. Oh, That's yeah. something so, I mean, two people don't realize. Yeah. Like, but I, but, I, but I feel like the sort of the, the, the flip side, the, the positive and, and, and again, you loved what you did. But think about the, it's almost an embarrassment of riches that we could choose. We are, and this is the other thing about the negativity out there, right? It's like, you know, goodness, how blessed are we that we have these amazing opportunities and yet are still able to choose, you know, I'm going to scale it back a little bit. I feel like sometimes it's, it's so funny because you're older, you're more confident in yourself. I feel like I kind of know who I am now. Like I kind of know my style and my, I know myself really well now. And yet I have teenagers who need my time. And I feel like my professionally, I've sort of taken off and I'm doing really well. And I've really found what I love to do. And I mean, my goodness, I'm 50. So I'm, I better have by them. But, (laughs) um, but the thing is, is that I feel so blessed and I, I bet you do too, that you were able to step back and yeah. that you were able to have those choices and it was your choice. You know, I want to just turn this over. You know, there's a cross behind you. You said your son made this paper cross. I love that it's behind you. <laughs> yeah. What role does, does faith in your religion and, and that community um, have in helping you, helping guide you and helping you maybe make these decisions? So we are Catholic. I'm a cradle Catholic. My husband was as well, um, but kind of his family stepped away from the church for for quite a long time after his father passed away. And then um, after we got married and began having kids, both of us renewed that weekly practice of faith and and really making it a part of what we do. Um, And I will tell you, this is actually not the first time that I gave up a career I loved for my family. So I worked my booty off to go to college and become a first grade teacher. That was my lifelong dream. I refused to, which it wasn't really a problem because he wasn't super stoked to get married, to (laughs) marry my husband until I graduated because I'm like, I because we started dating when I was 19. Uh, And I knew once we got married, I would want a family. So I was a teacher up until my second child was born, which coincided with us moving to this rural area. So I left that career to stay home for 11 years. And that was a, that was an adjustment period for me, for sure, especially moving to a more isolated situation. 
So I had the confidence of past experience of walking away with no regrets, a career I loved that allowed me to do that a lot easier with the radio show. Yeah. That being said, I bawled like a baby when I announced it on air and I bawled like a baby when I did my last show because I did love it. And, um, you know, Julie, something that amazed me and humbled me was the email messages and the private messages on social media, because I'm still very accessible from women saying, thank you for your honesty. You gave me permission to say, I don't want to do it all anymore either. Yeah. You know, I don't want to, it's, it's funny. It's like the lean in. Grace. And I know I didn't cover the faith thing. Like we'll get back to that. I promise. Yeah. But I, but it, what you were saying about, about that just, um, so I think being a child of the eighties, we were told you can have it all. You can do it all. And you can, but you can't do it all well. And something I talk about often at mom groups and faith-based groups that I'm asked to talk at is you can have it all, but you can't have it all right now. Um, I distinctly remember driving to school one day and I had a screaming newborn baby in the back and a preschooler and a school-age kid. And like I said, it's a half hour, 45-minute drive, depending on the weather. And I was, you know, driving, dropped the kids off at school. And it was just one of those mornings where it took all my control, you know, all my grit and grace to just get going. And I was driving back and I looked to the side of the road and I saw this woman jogging, just jogging. And I started bawling. I started like driving. I almost had to pull over because in my head, I was like, I'm never ever like I was so mad at her and jealous and angry and I felt defeated. Well, now I can go snowshoe and ski for three hours in the mountains, but I don't have a little baby to cuddle. And I, I can't, know. And I, I can't smell the hair on my little fresh washed footy pajama toddler anymore. Like that oh, hurts. Like there's God. a physical pain when I see a picture of a kid in footy pajamas with a fresh oh, diaper. It <laughs> is. It is. So like you can have it all, but you can't have it all right now. And you have to pick and, and choose. choose. And my faith has always taught me that there is value in motherhood. And my faith um, in the Catholic church values motherhood. It values family. And so that gave me strength to pick family, even though like I was just at the post office the other day and with the best of intentions, the sweet guys like miss you every day on the radio. I wish you hadn't left. Aww. And while I know he's saying it to be sweet because he loved my contribution to the community and that voice, it also was like, Oh, yeah. because I know I was doing good. Yeah. I know I was doing good, but my faith has taught me that my first calling is motherhood. And so again, while there's ups and downs in that emotional wavering, that is what I've chosen. And um, I know it's the right thing. Our, our priest came over for dinner the other day and he's like, so kids, you know, how is it now that mom's home more? And all my kids were like, it's oh, great. <laughs> Which who would think you would hear that from a table yeah. full of oh, teens and teens? They were serious about that. That is really yeah. sweet. Yeah. Um, Let's talk a little bit about, you know, you're, you're, it's inspiring to hear you talk about you feel called to be a mother. I, I'm really curious your opinion on, on how women today, young women, first of all, there's never any talk of, you know, you can run out of time 
And that's a whole nother issue. I mean, I feel like, and, and that is something I would like to talk with someone. Women about. are being tricked. Women are being tricked. Totally. It's tricked. again that you can have everything. Well, you can this, this idea like, oh, well, I'm going to work on my career until I'm 40 and then have a kid. Like, it's not going to be hard to conceive. Right. Or and, you and you can, but also like you can like we. So I love, love that you brought this up. So I'm going to just plug a different podcast really quick. Elizabeth Day does a podcast. She's from England and it's best friend therapy. She did one. I think it came out in July about fertility. Um, it's, it's phenomenal. And I was just listening to it and bawling like a baby the other day. She's been unable to have the family she wants. Her friend had a miscarriage and now has two children. So people look at me, you know, you said five kids and people are like, oh my God, I've had three miscarriages. Yeah. And, um, my first pregnancy was a miscarriage and I didn't know if we would ever be able to have children. And that was at the age of 23. Right. We start, there is no guarantee well, also, that, uh, you know, also Kathy, you know, I've had three miscarriages and then I, I also had some vanishing twins. So I was pregnant with twins and they just, and, and then we ended up with, with one. Yeah. And so I think about this huge family and I'm really, I feel so lucky because I got pregnant the first time at 32 and I lost that baby, but I, I am, so, I feel so lucky to have three kids, but what people often don't understand, you mentioned, you know, I was 23. So you had, when you have a miscarriage, your body needs a long time to recover and then get back. It's like, a, because your body reacts like it's a pregnancy. Mm-hmm. So it takes a while for your, your, your cycle to come back. And when you're, if you're the first time you're getting pregnant is, you know, late thirties and you have a miscarriage that resets the clock. I mean, it is, that is a real, that, then you got to sprint. And-, and Elizabeth Day was talking about that in the podcast about how she felt like we were tricked because everyone talked about yep. not getting pregnant, not getting pregnant. And with this, you can have it all right now. And there's science that can help you if you do decide to have, Freeze get pregnant. Egg. No, no, like there's no guarantee ever that your family is going to look like what you planned when you first right. got married. There's no guarantee. And um, man, it just is so, my heart breaks. My heart breaks for women that, that waited too long and now they're struggling. And my heart breaks for women that do everything right. And there's no known reason why they can't conceive even with the help of science. And, and, and oh, like, it just is so complicated and hard. And my heart breaks for women that choose not to have children and are devalued because of it. Like that's true. the whole thing is do what's right for your family, but can we please give women all the information to make the right choice? The other thing is, is, you know, we say things like, or, or women are told, oh, don't worry if, if you want to wait, there's science to help you. The, the success rate on freezing eggs it's like under 10%. I mean, it is really low. It is an ex- essentially, it's not, it's, it's not an advanced science here. They're still kind of playing around with things. And God then, is still involved. And then God <laughs> is still involved. And then this idea also of just assuming that someone will fix things for you, that there is some sort of medical, it is, it is so, such folly and it results in, and it can result in misery, but it's not just, this sort of fertility thing, there's now, you know, USA Today and a couple other publications last couple months have been pushing out this thing of don't get married. Single women, there was one in USA Today saying single women make so much more than if they're a married woman. Well, obviously. Yeah, but how much goes to daycare? And, well, and also how much, and well, they were saying single women without children. They were saying, don't get married, don't have kids because you'll be wealthy and you'll be free to go to 
you know, Greece on a vacation and hang well, out. For with some people, that's the right call, but don't tell me what no, to do. Don't well, tell also, people what to do. But also, they never suggest what you what you brought up right away. There are costs. Yeah. You, won't, you know, when you're older, you won't have a family to potentially take care of you. I mean, the gift of children, the hilarity that goes on in my house. That joyful chaos. Right? <laughs> never, they, they say this to women, stay single mm-hmm. and don't have kids, but they never suggest that there might be some cost to that, to your own happiness. I feel like the more information we can put out there, the better to let people choose the life that they want, right? I think that that is why I'm so honest about what life is like with five kids. You're not going to see perfectly matched, beautiful pictures. Like I'm getting ready to post uh, (laughs) pictures and maybe a little bit of a tantrum about uh, decorating the Christmas tree. And one of the pictures is me pulling my, my 12 year old son's head back and yelling at him because he was being a little punk while decorating the Christmas tree. Overall, is it a beautiful, wonderful memory? Yes. But is every moment perfect? No. And I'm not doing a service to other people that are thinking about a large family if I don't share the pros and the cons. That is fine if you want to be childless, but let's give them an authentic look at all the different sides of the story. That's fine if you want to wait to get married till you're 35, till you're 40, but let's give them all the fertility information so they can make that decision in an educated Way. way. Yes, absolutely. That's all I'm asking. Just put it all out there. This is a perfect segue. And honestly, I have like a billion questions for you that I have. You're, I so part two is coming up, right? I'm just kidding. I'm, no, I'm, I, I, we're going to talk after this because this is such a great conversation because I, I like I, maybe we could make this a regular thing because yes. there's so much I want to touch on. Um, and it, it, we can't do it in, these, these, in, in this short amount of time. But you do touch on an important point of this sort of you know, uh, look, I, I think there's plenty of bloggers and and parenting uh, social media influencers that you can follow like yourself that really show it real. Right. Yeah. They're not going to give you the 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 filters and the you know, and I, I'm laughing because uh, we first of all, my kids are have gotten to the point where they don't really want to decorate the tree, which breaks my heart. And I'm and I force them. I yes. well, and then last year there was a picture I took I of my son in front of the tree, and seven seconds before I hit that, I yelled, "Act like you're having fun, right? <laughs> Pretend!" And I got this great picture. Um, you know how have those influencers who do give mm. this like shiny rosy look? You kind of touched on it. What effect does that have on parents? I think you're doing a disservice. Um, and I would say the same, not just to the big family influences that are showing it's all cake, roses and sunshines. I would say that to the homesteading influencers that talk about how amazing it is and how easy it is to can and do all the things, which I mean, it's wonderful, but also anyone that has spent five hours canning knows that it is not joy and roses and sunshine. Do you feel pride when you look at your row of beautiful choke cherry jelly? Yes, but your fingers are also stained red for three days and like the kids end up eating all of it in two weeks and you could kill them. (laughs) I mean, I just, I just transparency, transparency, and authenticity. I have beautiful pictures I have taken with professional photographers where I look stunning if I do say so myself. And then right next to it, you're going to see a video where I have a messy bun. You can tell I'm on day 10 of dry shampoo and I'm wearing the same hoodie you saw me wearing two days ago because that's not 
But yeah, I just, because because that's life too. It's and and that is that grit and grace aspect. You can have it all, but you can't have it all right now. I look good today, but that's because I didn't pay attention to my kids at all before they went to school. <laughs> like, no one has a lunch. Like they, I never do anyway. Even oh. when I like, I'm sorry. They can eat school lunch. That is not my jam. Oh, no is, bento boxes around here. Well, that's, I'm like the. I'm literally like, let's make school for. Our, let, wait, what does that woman say? Let's make lunch for our kids. And that deeply weird voice. It's not yes. talk. Yes. Um, yes. I'm a little. I I will admit I'm a little like that. But I'm like this big Good. sweetie. So, but you, you know what? You do but, that. That takes nothing away have, from me. Yes, do what you have to do. <laughs> yeah. and, and that and that is a theme. And honestly, I, Kathy, I think after this, I'm going to email you because I think you should come on regularly. This has been. I would love to. So I the more I can do to help spread this idea of grit and grace. And like, girl, you don't have to have it together every second. Um, over and over, what I want people to realize is if you're not feeling good at the end of the day, I call it the 75-25. This is work. This is relationships. This is parenting. If 75% of the time you're happy, it's a win. Because 25% of the time, stuff is just going to suck. And that's normal. But if you are only 50-50, you need to pause you need to step back and look at the big picture and you need to start making some changes. And if you, and can I add one more number to that? If you are a hundred percent of the time happy, there's also something a little crazy. Oh, yeah. Then maybe you need to get a little lower on those meds. Millionaires with <laughs> servants. Okay. They're not happy a hundred percent of the time. And it's okay. So, yeah. It's okay to not be That's happy. You're not supposed to. Suffering That's is part of life. Suffering. Suffering. I was just about to say that. Suffering. That faith part. Is a, part, yes, <laughs> is a part of the journey, yeah. um, which, you know, I feel like I have, okay, so let's see what did, I wanted to talk to you about some of the parenting culture and why, and this is why we're going to have a number two. I want everyone to know we're going to have a number two, um, a number two podcast that sounded bad. <laughs> well, I mean, hopefully you take a number two today too. I mean, how did it tell <laughs> Do you teach really, teen boy body? Uh, my mind is obviously in a teen boy mode that I thought number two was bad to say. I giggled. Um, and I thought I was right there with totally you. Totally got so. it. Totally got it. Um, but I, I do, I, at our, on our next podcast, um, I really would, like to get perspective on screen time on 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 how uh, in many i think culturally different wyoming is um and many many of these sort of western states um and and are different from sort of these urban megalopolis areas like the rural lifestyle and and taking care of yourself and learning simple things i think kids in certain regions of the country are better off um, simply because of where they live and the culture surrounding uh, parenting in those areas. So I'd, I'd love to get your perspective on this. I'd love to talk more about your uh, faith and how it's it's guided your journey. I'd love to talk about what happened in Wyoming during the COVID shutdown. So, or what didn't happen. That's exactly, that's exactly <laughs> right. And, and then what we've seen behaviorally, emotionally, psychologically, yeah. and educationally with kids You are working on that issue with your five kids. So we have a lot to talk about in our next next podcast. We will schedule that soon. Listen, Kathy, it is so great to finally see you face to face, to have you on. You are just just a ray of sunshine. I'm so thrilled that we're connected and that um, and that we're working on this together. Thank you so much for your time. And I'm looking forward to the next time we get to chat. Yeah. And maybe, you know, maybe 
I think I think we we might have to actually physically get together. We'll we'll work on that too. Yes. You know, I want to live in Wyoming, so I yes. think I have to come out. I can give you a tour. The whole family, you guys can ride the horses, all the things. Your kids can wake up at 5.30 in the morning to feed. Okay, well, when they're riding the horses, I do think we should drink a little wine. I mean, I'm okay with that. Yeah, okay. Just just a couple. All right. Done. All right. Great to see you, Kathy, and thanks again. Oh, real quickly, tell people where they can find you. So prairiewifeandheels.com is the site. And then I'm across all of social media. You can either Google Prairie Wife and find me or on Twitter and Instagram. Instagram it's at Prairie Heels. Follow Kathy. Thanks again, Kathy.